You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. from the service of the Christmas Sunday, we stopped in 1 John 1, 1 John chapter 1, where um, we saw the difference between some persons and some persons, those who we read about now as part of this gospel, and those who were history. The shepherds were history. The only time we mention them is when children are acting drama. Nobody acts drama with John. What they did is living. What the shepherds did is drama. Hmm? And we saw that the difference was that the shepherds, they saw and they heard, and that was the end of it. But we saw concerning John that he said, well, that which, let's read together, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have what? Looked upon, and our hands have handled john is telling us four times twice what the shepherds did now brothers and sisters this is a challenge to me you know why because we live in a generation where christianity is at the level of seeing and hearing that's why people are moved by crowds that's why people are moved by noise that's why people are moved by sound that's why uh, who God is with is measured by numbers and material measurements because people can't test God for themselves. There's a movie that came out now, The Avatar. A few of us would have seen it. And I've seen it's gulped over a billion dollars. How many of us are aware of that? Now, I laugh. You know why? That same movie, check how much they spent on promoting it. They probably would have spent half a billion promoting it. It's not that it's good. The world responds to the world. Shallow calls to shallow. Deep calls to deep. Now, if the world, you know, sees money spent on it, they go, how many things have you gone to do because you see the advertisement? How many things did you sense the need for and then do? That's the difference. So, it's not that the movie is so good. That information they're even telling me now, this movie has got over one billion. Will make me want to see it, isn't it? It's part of responding to the shallow. Are you with me? Now, a lot of us are still living our Christian lives at the level where we see and hear. It's uh, called a mobomo yabi. It's happening. I hear I go. I hear I go. I hear I go. Ah, do you know where people are going? I hear I go. I hear I go. Are you hearing me? There is too much superficiality. There is too much religion. There is too much copycatism. I did. It's a lot of seeing and hearing. There is no looking into there is no investigation. The Amplified Version will say, we gazed on him. It's important. Because you see, like we've all said here today, nobody is going to enter heaven because of the church you attend. Nobody is going to enter heaven because, you know, of your pastor. It is something that is you and you and you. And that's part of the reason why Jesus said to the Jews, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. Do you know why part of that is that you can't eat on my behalf. If we come here now and there is a meal served, no matter how close we are, if you eat and I don't eat, we have left differently. 
Food is one thing that nobody can do for you. We can see together. Somebody can see and tell you. You know what I saw? Ronaldo scored three goals. You go to another place, say Ronaldo scored three goals. It will sound alike, right? Nobody will know whether you were there or not. But eating is either you eat or you did not eat. That's why I said unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and you drink his blood, you have no life. Because eating cannot be transmitted. Are you with me? So there are things in this faith that you can't allow to rest on the surface. So John said, we heard it, we saw it, or we saw it, we heard it. And then what did we do? We gazed upon. They had to transit. It was this John that said, let us call fire down. It was a transition. As he was beholding him, he was being transformed. His view of him, his understanding of what the whole thing was about was changing. Until he became the preacher of love. It's a result of gazing upon, not a result of seeing and hearing. That's why there are a lot of things going on. You know, and so acceptable, you know, so universal in the church because people are not engaging themselves. They're not asking questions. They're not asking, is this what it came for? As a church now, minimum last day, you know, we lost a brother, you know, um, our brother, uh, and then one of our brothers lost. There, there are some things as a pastor, I cannot make the prime message of the gospel because whatever I'm preaching must be beneficial to those of us who have gone on. If I'm preaching breakthrough and breakthrough and breakthrough, where did the people break to? If they're not in heaven, I'm a failure. I've not done well. The Apostle Paul says, I've not shown to declare to you what? The whole counsel of God. Christianity is not about motivation. Jesus did not come to motivate the world. He came to redeem lost souls. Praise the Lord. So, seeing and hearing can keep you at a level. But John said, we gazed upon for ourselves. Thank you. I, I even did say, he said, whom we gazed upon for who? For ourselves. For ourselves. That is some of the things that this year you must make sure. This thing that they said, you know, like a lot of the feedback we got here. Very good. Please, when you go, interrogate what you heard. Listen to it. Open the Bible. Pastor Ikena may have been wrong, may have misrepresented, may have made him open the Bible, say deeply, and then when you establish it, take it as your revelation. Praise the Lord, somebody. And then he went on and says, which we have also what? Touched with our hands. Then you now begin to experience it. That's when Christianity becomes sweet. When you know that this thing, like our brother testified, they say it's a, a real law or whatever. You call upon the name of the Lord. And then you see him answer. And then when they say serve the Lord, it won't be a church, it won't be a body. Because you know this is your life. You know this is your safety. You know this is your protection. Praise the Lord. Nobody is pushing you. You have tasted and seen. The psalmist said, taste and see what? That the Lord is good. When you taste and see the goodness of the Lord, you won't be serving your HOD. Somebody said, I'm not coming, I'm not coming. I don't, the HOD made me angry. It's, at the level, it's because you're seeing HOD. If you're seeing deliverer, Waymaker, healer, the keeper of your children, the keeper of your parents, the keeper of your generation, the deliverer of Nigeria. Will you be calling HOD? It's short-sightedness, man-sightedness. Praise the Lord. So we begin from there and see that it's important you look in. And when you begin to look in, you begin to see how God intended this world to be. And that was what took us to Genesis 1.14. Can you please put Genesis 1.14 for us? Where we began to see that times, years, months, all of this, they are made for convenience. 
that made for counting. We are to live by illumination, by revelation. Praise the Lord. He said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. So let's, can you look on the screen, everybody? Just look on the screen on your Bible if you're reading your Bible. It says, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. Okay? And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. Now, if you go back to before, he said, let there be lights in the firmament to divide. What will you have? You have day and night as the same. It's a level. Praise the Lord. So, day and night shouldn't fascinate you because you have access to behind the scenes. Are you getting it now? He said, let them be for signs and seasons for days and So there's a level where days and years are the same. That's what Pastor Chris was saying when he said God told him, this is what you do, rejoice always. Be instant in season. And isn't that what the Bible says to us? And out of season. There's a level where all things are. The Bible says concerning our God, darkness and light are what? It's you that wakes up and sleeps and wakes up and you wait for night to come to go here. Where God is, he sees everything. That's why sometimes when God speaks, he speaks, you know, according to us, bad English. Because what he says should be future tense, but he uses present tense. Because to you, you need to sleep and wake up to sit. But to him, he's here, you know, he's now. Praise the Lord. So it's a level. Okay, so for us, I think if there's anything, you know, that I'm getting for it, is that this is a season to get, you know, hungry, desperate for revelation. And thank God. He has promised us. Okay? He says, if any man lacks wisdom, what does he do? He said, let him ask. He'll give liberally. So, there's an assurance that if you're hungry, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after what? Righteous. For they shall be. If you're hungry, he'll fill you. This is not a year to do mobomoya. They are going, they are going, they are coming, they are coming. They are doing, mm-mm. Okay? So, it's a time to be desperate for revelation. And now, something interesting happened. The Lord showed me something, praise the Lord, and which I want to show you as we, you know, go, go on this evening. Proverbs 29:18 is a passage we all know very well. It says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Okay, that's the first part is what we are looking at. Do you know that when we quote this scripture, it has been used to inspire a desire for more knowledge, right? Which is okay. But primarily, that's not what that scripture is about. What that scripture is saying is simply, where there is no revelation of God. Are you with me? Not just revelation. Revelation of who? Of God. Please put the amplified version. This is how amplified says it. Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. Where there is no redemptive revelation of God, the people do what? perish the solution or rather the thirst should be a desire to do what to know god that's why the bible didn't say those who know the skills shall be strong those who know the road shall be strong is that what it says those who know he said those who know their god <laughs> it's not just revelation you know i told you here i don't count myself intelligent I don't think I am. If I were, I would have done better, you know, in many areas of life. But there are a lot of intelligent people who are in the gospel now, who bamboozle people with, you know, some deep things, and people are opening their mouth, but they are not benefited. They go hungry. Their lives are not changed. Nothing is changing. 
and they're bringing out books, quotes, all kinds of things, and people are wild, like a nice uh, science fiction movie. At the end of the day, nothing changes because they bring revelation. But that's not what you need. What you need is the knowledge of God, the revelation of God. Can you put the Living Bible, please? That's why, as a country, every Sunday uh, crossover, we have Christians in Nigeria. We have people who go to church in Nigeria. Do you know that? Oh, we do. We do. And for sure, we have more Christians in Nigeria than we have Muslims, unquote. Okay? But the issue is this. Do these Christians know God? A lot know their church. A lot have revelation. A lot have all kinds of things. But do they know God? Because it's the knowledge of God that will solve the problem. Look at the Living Bible. What does it say? Read it for me, everybody. Yes, that is a problem. Where there is ignorance, it's ignorance of God that will make a man and a woman married before God to treat each other as unbelievers. Listen, I've told you here. No matter what my wife does to me, no matter how angry I get, she is not the determinant of my response. God is the determinant. Look at what this woman did to me. Look at what this man did to me. Uh-huh. You see God there. You behave yourself. Praise the Lord. Is who you see. I've told us the story here. When they stole my car, the first day I met my wife, I dropped her. She was going in to change. So I was waiting in my Mercedes-Benz car for her to come out so we could go out for the evening. And some gentlemen walked, you know, this just like where Pastor Nat was. And they started, I saw them close range with AK-47, about three or four of them. Now, they didn't say anything to me. I came down from the car, greeted them politely. And... <laughs> I greeted them very politely. And then there was, you know, gutter, Lagos gutter, you know, just there. And I just went in there and lay down. Do you understand? It wasn't their car. I didn't have to tell them, this is my car. I bought my car, man. You know what? This is my car. My briefcase is in the car. I didn't say that. There was a revelation of the AK 47. Do you understand? And I, I behaved the way people don't see God. That's the problem. There's no knowledge of God in the church. It should be taken for granted that you know God. If you come here, somebody referred to Joseph who said, how can I commit this sin against God? People don't know God. So they make statements, they make threats, they make all kinds of things. And you don't know God is hearing. The people didn't tell me, get down, jump out. No, I just saw. I had a revelation. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Okay, so where there is no revelation, and that revelation is what brings this illumination we are talking about, that begins to give you interpretation of how things really operate. Okay, praise the Lord. So, so that brings us to Exodus 12. Come to Exodus 12 now. We see something happen there. And you know, we establish from scripture that God being the only wise one, the way he speaks and the way he behaves, he's faultless, he's excellent in all his ways. So, Exodus 12, verse 1. It says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. Right? Isn't that what he said? We noted that he didn't say this month is the beginning. He didn't say that. He said this month shall be your beginning. It shall be the first month of the year. That's not what he said. He said it shall be the first month of the year to you. Praise God. Okay? So, God is saying that so that Nobody will hold on to a figure. 
You know, I think people have begun to be delivered from all those numbers. He says the fifth month is the month of grace. Is the seventh month is the seventh of completion. Is this? When I see all those things, I just marvel. I say, no, now these things are waste of effort, waste of intellect. If you, I must master numbers. Can't start finding a way to send a man to the moon. Do you understand? The scripture is the same anytime. Okay, is there anywhere Jesus told somebody because this is number five, this is what is going to happen? Did he say anything like that? He never said that. If he was going to use a number, he used it, you know, uh, which way now? He used it conclusively. On the third day, destroy this body or this temple. On the third day, I will rise. Didn't say the number three. I don't know where we, you know, too much intelligence. Okay, so he said that so nobody will say this is what it is. No. And then he went further. He says, speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small, notice what he's doing here now. If the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons. Why? Because what he's speaking to them following the declaration is what makes the declaration effective. You know, some people will come and say, I tell you, I stand on my anointing as a bishop. God didn't even do that. God said, it shall be. And then this is what you do to make it to be. Some people will say, give me the cloak, give me the cloak. They put it on them. They say, I declare because I'm saying it. So I override God. I override your disobedience. override time. I override everything. And then, you know what? People like such things. When they step out of there, this is how they're walking. My bishop has blessed you know, not being totally delivered from African religion and tradition. Not understanding spirituality. God made the declaration and said, tell them this is what they need to do to enter it. And when he said it, if the household is too small for a land, he said, let them join. Which means you have to. No excuses are accepted. Okay? Because of time I'm going to run, you know, you know what happened there. Now, I want to show you something interesting. Now, Come with me to verse 21. From that verse 1 down to 20, God was speaking. Okay? You can put 20, 20 and 21 together. You shall eat nothing living in all your dwellings. You shall eat unleavened bread. Okay? God spoke from verse 1 to verse 20. 21, Moses started speaking. Are you with me? Look on the screen. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, I declare to you. Is that what Moses did? Somebody is getting the message already. Moses didn't even tell them this shall be your beginning of month. What did Moses occupy himself with? He gave them instruction. Anybody who loves you will instruct you in the ways of God. All that blowing, all that thing is seeing and hearing level of Christianity. It doesn't move anybody anywhere. Moses didn't declare to them. When God finished, Moses called for all of them. What did he say? He said, pick out and take lambs for yourself, according to your family. He started giving them the instruction. You know why? Because he knew that if they didn't carry out this instruction, nothing will happen. Moses did not as much as tell them, this month shall be. He didn't even repeat that to them. You know why? It became automatic. If they did what God said to do, automatically, surely, as night, or light follows night. So it is. Child of God, this world can be sweet when we get a revelation of who God is. 
Praise the Lord. So he establishes for us here that God walks in his ways and is not at the level of man. And what he's saying is, in all of this is simple. He says, I have a pattern. I am God. I am almighty. I am high. He says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways. What? Higher than your ways. So from time to time, God will reveal to you what heaven has planned and is doing behind the scenes for you. Now, when he reveals that to you, you know the next thing he does? He gives you an instruction. Do you know one of the major greatest revelations you and I can enter the year with? Is to obey God like never before. Do you understand? Obey God how? Like never before. For you know why? Sunday, we're talking about power. And we talked about different sources of power. We talked about the nuclear power. And we have... You know, different machines that will show us how power operates. We have a generator running now. In that generator, we have a diesel tank. Okay? Diesel tank is where we put in the source of power. So the diesel is the source of power. What we want is electric power, isn't it? Now, in that machine, the diesel power has to be converted into electric power, isn't it? There is something that is in that machine that connects the diesel tank. Okay? Into a place where it is now burnt and broken down to generate electricity for us. That connector is obedience. Are you with me? That connector is what? Is obedience. If we don't obey, the diesel will be there. The engine will not even be able to run. Because there is no piping. No piping. That's why Jesus, you know, broke it down. Adad put it in a way that was so hard for me. He said... Because the beauty of this obedience is that for our own good, from our own side, from God's side, from everything, it's saying the same thing. I was listening to one of them. He said, Jesus' love language is that you obey him. He said, if you love me. Do you understand? But even if you didn't love him, for your own selfishness, that nuclear reactor, that broken body, when he says, eat my flesh, what's he saying? He's saying, get entangled with it. Get intimate with it. Take my word and let it be to you the joy and the rejoicing of your heart. Take it. That's what it is. The mature Christian is the one that dimensions and levels of God's words become dear to him. You know their levels. I mean, as we're speaking now, their levels. There are people that if they come for counseling now, what will be telling them? Ah, ah, why did you slap your wife now? Ah, don't slap her again. No, you know that you're a Christian. But there are levels where... If you come for counseling now, the Holy Spirit will be telling you, so, are you interceding for her concerning that area? It's no longer slap. If you slap, angels will know that there is not you. Do you understand? That level has passed. Is that you're seeing this thing, or your husband, you're seeing this thing about him, and the conviction is now, but are you interceding for him in that area? That's why Samuel could say, the sin Samuel could tell Israel about, that he was concerned about. I will not sin against you know, in season to pray for you. There was the level of corruption. He didn't steal their lambs. He didn't take their goods. <laughs> Do you understand? He didn't appoint the wrong people into positions. He said, bear me witness. Did I do that? Those are levels. Then he concluded with, I will not say that this one, the temptation I am now, the way you people annoy me, is that I won't even pray for you. When I just go to the Lord, I will pray for, you know, Samaria. And, uh, he said, no, but I will not sin in that area. So there are dimensions. 
But the thing is this, God being good and God being patient is working with us at different dimensions. Praise the Lord, somebody. So if we just want to, you know, round up this meeting, that power that is available when the body is broken, how did the body get broken? Jesus said, no man takes my life. I do what? I lay down. He proceeded with obedience. He got to where he got obeying the father. What he's saying is this. If you carry on, if you go forth from where I stopped, what happened with the disciples? As they tarried, they were endued with power and they went forth as he sent them and they experienced the same power. If I'm disobeying God and I'm experiencing power, wahala day. Do you understand? What happens in an electrical circuit where the connection is wrong and power is coming? You know what happens? The power will come. But next thing, your AC, bah, your light, bah, everything. Power came, but that power didn't come through the risers. That's what is happening with many people. They say power is coming, power is coming. It's power that is going to blow up all the appliances. Because it's not going through the proper circuit. Praise the Lord, somebody. So some of us, just like we learned, some of the delays and the obstacles we experience is because God for love for you, God for love for me, is standing in the way. He wants you to get it right. He wants you to agree. He wants you to adjust. He wants you to drop something. He wants you to get a proper focus. We said sometime last day, and I know that God is going to do that. God wants to bless you with money. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, God is going to do that for you and I, you know, for the, church, for the people. But you see, some of us are still the level where your attitude towards money will destroy you. You're more effective poor. You're more effective broke. Your hallelujah is sweeter now. You have not gotten the revelation that will make your hallelujah sweet with billions. So they're waiting. Praise the Lord, somebody. You've not begun to see why God will give you money. Ha. You're seeing it from the angle of my village people. Let my enemies live long so that they can see what I become in life. Let them come and see my wedding day. They will see. They will see. My God will do it. When I bring my triplets for dedication, they will see. <laughs> Go and ask uh, Hannah. Hannah went from when they see my triplets. When they see. Until you say, when God, when you have my child. When her revelation changed, God said, now she can. <laughs> we can deal with her. If they had given her somewhere before, she will just say, if they had given her somewhere before, this is how, come, 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 my dear. This, this is how Hannah would have been going in front of Penina. Penina, 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 Penina. When she was disabused of that mentality, they gave her somewhere. She surrendered. And she was still walking about without anything. God now blessed her. And said, have the one you can play around. Now you can see my light. There's a revelation God wants to, your mind, every area of your life. He says, no good thing will live with hope from those who walk what? So dimensions of uprightness. Dimensions of grace. God, you see, God loves you. And God wants to use you. And God loves the world. You know, the other day I was thinking, praise the Lord. In my estate, I've told you that we have a lot of Muslims, almost 98% Muslims in that estate. And do you know the responsibility that comes on you when you realize that of a truth, those people are in the wrong, they're in the dark. You're in the light. What did you do to be in the light? Then they slap you, slap back. Are you not crazy? If they had what you had, 
they will be sweeping your house for you. Those are things that when you understand them, are you getting what I'm talking about? When you have insight, you now begin to see why God expects some things of you. We are privileged. We sang the song, Who is there like you, Lord? It's an honor to stand and worship you. Some people are worshiping demons. Some people are worshiping their forefathers. In India, they are worshiping cows. Do you understand? Some people are worshiping a crocodile. And you're worshiping the true God. And then you now want to quarrel like people who are worshiping crocodile. You want to argue like that. You should be going and just massaging them. Nando, no problem. Epelesa, <laughs> hey. No, no wahala at all. That's what we should be doing. Gratitude. Out of the revelation of who he has made us. Kings and priests unto our God. So tonight without taking much of our time. I just want us to desire the revelation of God. Praise the Lord. The revelation of God in this year. That I might know him. That I will come to know him. That I might come to know the hope of his calling. So Ephesians 1.17. To begin to know what this whole thing is all about. You know, so that nobody just deceives me. You know, so I don't think that God is just calling me to be a millionaire. No, he's not just calling me to be a millionaire. Jesus died for me. And the life I now live is this. He has some things to do with millions. So he needs somebody to pass millions through. Praise the Lord. He has some things to show about marriages. So he wants to bless your marriage. He has some things to show about careers. So God will make you excel in your career. And you'll be a witness to him. He has some things to show about enduring hardship. So even in your hardship, God is giving you uncommon strength. You're able to bring forth fruit in seasons and out of season. Why? Because God is saying, you're my man there. You're my woman there. You're my girl there. You're my boy there. You don't have money, but you're... Bringing out the joy of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. God just wants to use you. Let's jump up on our faith. Father, we thank you. That's what the power is about. He makes you a witness. You carry an uncommon demeanor. Nobody can just trace you because ah, ah, they see you walking there, envious of you. Then they find someone who knows you well. They say the man is broke. He say he doesn't look broke. He's not really. He's broke according to the measurement of this world. But he's seated in heavenly places, far above prison. He's loaded in Christ. They say that lady, oh, she's single, but she's not like most single ladies. And she's not, you know, uh, easily angered and all. No, she's not that. Why? Because she's a queen in the kingdom of God. She's not ordinary. He's not ordinary. That's what knowledge of God does. It changes your level. You live in illumination. You don't live by the measurement of men. Men measure. When they see you say, what do you do? He said, I'm an engineer. Where do you live? He said, I live in a block of flat. He said, what car do you drive? Then they put you in this category. But in the spirit, when they look at you, they say, who do you know? The difference in the spirit is who you know and who you are. God looks and says, that is my son. That is my daughter. That is my child. It makes the whole difference. Because in this kingdom is royalty. It's not Republican. We are royal family. He has made us kings and priests. He said he has called us forth out of darkness into his kingdom, into the marvelous light. We walk about as God's regents on earth. He's looking upon us and saying that by you, the world will know me. By you, your family will know me. By you, your neighbors will know me. By you, your colleagues will know me. 
Like her brother said, by you, your husband will know me. By you, your wife will know me. Listen to me. Everybody here who is married or who has children, you have a responsibility to bear the light of Christ to them. Oh, yes. For those of us who are fighting ourselves, be careful how you fight. If any of those children hates God because of you, you're in trouble. You can't try. You cannot try it. You must make sure that if your wife or your husband wants to backslide, they can never find it as an excuse. <laughs> Are you hearing me? <laughs> oh Lord, we receive power. We receive power to be witnesses. We receive power. We receive power to step upon serpents and scorpions. Begin to pray for yourself. Just receive the power of God, the help of God. Because truly, the things that concern our faith are not things that any man can do by his strength. That, that we can't do it by our strength. We can't do it. We cannot do it on our own. That's why he said to the disciples, Tarry until you endure with power from on high. There is power to live this life. There is power available. Lord, I receive power for this season. I receive help. I receive grace. Lord Jesus, you have fulfilled Jesus, when you hung on the cross, you said, it is finished. You finished your part. I connect. Let the power flow. Let the grace flow. You finished it. You did a perfect job. We can't say there's anything more to add. So tonight as a church, we hook to you. We connect to you, O Lord. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158-404. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.